0: Welcome to the Audit Bytes Podcast, with your host, Robert Berry. Where we talk about touchy auditing topics in bite-sized chunks. Whether you're just starting out in auditing or you're a seasoned professional, you'll find something of value here. Tell all of our fellow auditors. You can find us live on LinkedIn, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting platforms. Tune in and join us for a thought-provoking and informative look at the world of auditing. Hey, what's going on, friends? Welcome to, wow, episode number 32 of Audibytes. Listen, I'm just going all in today. No monologue, none of that. Sometimes you have to trust your gut. Sometimes you have to trust your gut. Now, I know auditing is a complex field and it requires a lot of data. We like to talk about data analytics. Shout out to my friend, Trent Russell. He's kind of the king of data analytics at this point, right? The data is important, but for our profession, we've got to combine intuition and analytics. So I get it. The data is important, but you also have to trust your gut. Now, here's what I'm wondering. How many people actually agree with me on that and how many people disagree? I'll wait for the detractors in the comments. So, while we're warming up this topic today, let's just say hello to a few people that are here. Here's what I'd like for you guys to do. When you see fellow auditors in the chat, connect with them on LinkedIn. These are our friends. These are our colleagues. They have knowledge that they can share with us, and we have knowledge that we can share with them. Now, Heather is here. Heather's an old friend from Jacksonville, Florida. She's a great auditor. So if you don't know Heather, connect with her. Leslie, Leslie is a great auditor. Leslie, what? You're at a bank in North Carolina. I always forget. Leslie Hambrick, you guys got to connect with her. And then my man, Clarence. Clarence is in the Maryland area, and Clarence is an auditor for the state of Maryland, another great individual. And Abdullah's here. Hey, man, good to see you. Sono is here. Sono, what's going on, my friend? Glad to see you here all the time. Now, Richard, you guys really have to look at what Richard says. I did a clip uh, last week of what Richard said about the seven Ps of audit planning. I don't remember all seven Ps, but it was very profound. So you can either check my profile, go back and find it, or maybe Richard will drop it in here. But uh, Richard said it's hard to document guts, though. Absolutely. 100%. But we got to Figure it out. We have to though, because guts are important. I'm going to show you why with some tangible examples today. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Here's what I need for you to do. I am going to mess your name up. If you can send me a voice note with your name, you are in my audit community, which the link to it is right over here. If you want to join an audit community, hit that QR code. It's called the Auditor Exchange, and we talk a lot in that community about auditing. (laughs) Bonita. Leslie is saying absolutely she uses her gut. Heather says, we agree on most issues. And Aaron is here, whoop, 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 right back at you, whoop, whoop, right back at you. All right, all right, so we've got a lot of people here. So let's just dive right into the topic. But first, let's get to those P's from Richard. He said proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance. I love it. If you missed that episode, I think that was episode 30 of Audit Bite. So go back and we're on YouTube. We're on your favorite podcasting platforms. Go check us out. So now let's get to the subject at hand. Sometimes, sometimes you have to trust your gut. Now. I believe this so much. I put a poll on LinkedIn and I asked people, hey, do you trust your gut when making decisions, when assessing risk? Now, I'm going to pull up that poll for just one minute so you can take a look at it. So, so far, we've got about 154 votes. I just put it up yesterday. It has six more days to go. Ninety one percent of the people who answered this poll said, you know what? I trust my gut, but I also trust the data as well. I trust my gut. But I also trust the data as well. So this just shows us that in life, sometimes we have to trust the combination of the data and our gut. But if you still don't believe me, let's think about this for just one moment. One of our favorite friends and favorite superheroes, he has what's called a Spidey sense, right? Spider-Man has a gut instinct that kind of leads him in a direction. We don't necessarily know if it's the right direction. It's just a feeling that we get when we know something is right or when something is wrong. And what I'm encouraging audit professionals to do is to learn to be in tune with your gut. Trust what it's telling you, but then also trust the data as well. When you start to combine those two things, you end up doing your company a better service. All right. So. Trust your gut. What I'm going to talk about today is five reasons why you should trust your gut or five benefits to trusting your guts or five outcomes to trusting your gut. But before I do that, I'm going to tell you a story about a time I actually trusted my gut and it ended up paying off. Well, kind of. (laughs) So, you know me, you know, I've been a chief auditor for I don't know, at least 15 years. And what does that mean? That means that I've led audit functions. So, in a higher education environment and also at higher education institutions that had hospitals, so that had healthcare components. And when I tell you that trusting your gut is important, I'm going to tell you a story that happened a very, very, very long time ago. So, I was working for this one university and it was, well, I won't say what year. Well, never mind. You'll find out what year in a few minutes, but it was a long time ago. And youtube had just been invented so that was around what 06 07 i think youtube was invented in 07. my gut was telling me something was risky here we needed to take a look at the risk that social media imposed on an organization and so i went to my boss and i said listen this youtube thing is fairly new but i think that there's a risk there And I think we need to look into it to make sure that we're doing the right thing for our organization as it comes to when it comes to social media. Now, I was laughed out of the room. Laughed out of the room. I was told that I'm an accountant and I'm a CPA and I have no idea what this social media thing is. And by the way, we're just posting a few videos. And so it poses absolutely no risk to the organization. Now. Here's what I wanna ask you all listening right now. What do you think about that? I was told that it posed absolutely no risk to the organization. So what do you think? Does social media pose a risk to an organization now, years later? What do you think? Does it pose a risk now, years later? What do you think? My friend Doreen is here. Hey D, what's happening? Aaron. I see you, man. Just showing some support to fellow Positive Vibe Tribe family member. You're welcome here any time. Now, my friend Doreen says that it's a lack of vision if you can't see that there's a risk within social media. And Heather is someone that I always trust, not because we agree most of the time, because when we don't agree, she will tell me in a heartbeat. (laughs) She really will. But she says that social media is a huge risk to an organization. Now, Clarence says, as always, the auditor doesn't know anything, right? Right. We don't know anything. Bonita says that cyber risk is, well, reputation risk. Now, here's what I'm going to do. And you're going to think this is real funny. What I'm going to do as the kids say nowadays, I'm going to show some receipts. Yes, I have receipts all the way back from 2006 and seven to show you what happened at this organization as it relates to social media. Now, Leslie says, Yes, it does. Once the internet, once on the internet, it lives forever. Right. Now, do you, who else remember back in the day when you would, the slogan for Las Vegas was, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Now, the new slogan is, what happens in Vegas lives forever on LinkedIn, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, TikTok, wherever else. But, but, bear with me for one moment while I pull up this graphic. Okay, better yet, let me just set the scene here. So now, I told them that social media was a risk and that it was something that we needed to be concerned with. They laughed me out of the room. So let me just show you something so that you all understand just how long I've been doing this. Here's a screen print. Now, I want you to take a look at this screen print and look Right here where it says January 23rd of 2007. I look up here at the PDF, you'll see that I actually captured this in PDF form December 16th of 2009. This was a video that we uploaded as an organization. Now, let me just throw out the caveat. I'm not saying anything bad about this organization because this actually was a great place to work. Because after I showed them what I found, we actually began working together. The management team there was great. So I understand the initial reaction. But this was a video that we uploaded that kind of showed off the organization, told people how great it was to come to school here. And it really was a great place to come to school. Now, I've shown you the dates. You see the video. Now, what I'm about to show you on the next page is. Um, hmm, Something that was actually posted on this video, a comment that we missed for months that could have made us look bad from a reputation standpoint. So if you don't like bad language, just turn your eyes, man. Don't sit here and try to report me and say he's showing bad stuff. This is real, and we learn best from real lessons. So if you look here, this first comment, the name of the university was the University of North Florida, the acronym UNF, right? Look at that first comment. Dude, I thought UNF was United. Mm, Very bad derogatory term. Foundation. Now, as you can see here, this comment was up for about two weeks when I captured the screen print. I'm here to tell you this comment stayed up for almost a year. There were some reasons why, after I brought it to their attention, we were locked out of our own YouTube account. So now imagine if you're a parent and you're looking and you see videos and you see that an organization has a comment with this derogatory term up for an extended period of time. I would say that that's a huge reputation risk. But sitting there at this organization as an auditor, YouTube, brand new thing. And I said to myself, ooh, this is a risk. I better go talk to the management team. So went and talked to the management team. They laughed me out of the room. I didn't know what I was talking about. But I kept monitoring things because I knew that spidey sense, right? Something told me, this is not right. This is a risk that we need to monitor. And as soon as I saw this, I sent it to them and I said, hey, this is a situation we need to be aware of. They called me into a room and we started having some really good dialogue about what some of the risks are and how can we actually mitigate this thing that's happening right now, because this was... This was real like there was nothing we could do to prevent this it had already happened real-time risk mitigation <laughs> sono says so true and and doreen what are you laughing at <laughs> doreen. doreen is laughing doreen are you laughing because i said they laughed me out of the room and then hear this thing happen um but i mean this this goes up under the file that i keep of things where I say, you can't make this stuff up. Like you, you literally cannot make this stuff up. So now think about this. As internal auditors are running around trying to look for some data and trying to make sure that the risk assessment has only factual evidence in it, you're missing things right now that are happening. So here's what I want you to do for me before I present the five points that I want to present today. What are some things that could be happening right now that your gut tells you we need to be looking out for? I want everyone to share. Remember, this show is all about sharing. It's not just me saying what I believe to be true, because I think that there's so many of us in our field that are so smart. And when we start to help one another, we make it better. Speaking of helping one another, you see that QR code over here? The Auditor Exchange. Click on that QR code and join our new community. What we do is we we post stories, articles, things that are of interest to us. Pretty soon, I'll be broadcasting this show live within that community, and we'll have an after show where we bring people on to actually talk about the things that I talk about, because there might be some people who disagree with me. There might be some people who agree with me. There might be some people who can add to the conversation, but those conversations are going to occur within this community. You'll see a lot of people in that community. Clarence is in it. Clarence, tell the people what you think about it. It's brand new, so we're starting up, but it's a community built for us, built by us. Heck, I built it. (laughs) While we're here, don't forget my best-selling book, Ask Better Questions, Get Better Answers, Perform Better Audits, all about the art of asking questions while auditing. So now, so now, what are some things that you think we may need to pay attention to right now that we can't necessarily quantify. I just gave you an example from my past about social media. Towards the end, one thing I think that is right now that we need to think about. But now, let's talk about trusting your gut and five things with trusting your gut. First thing is trusting your gut helps you better manage relevant risk. Trusting your gut helps you better manage relevant risk. Now, you're probably wondering, what do I mean by that? Well, think about this. We do a risk assessment sometimes once a year, sometimes twice a year. Some places do it quarterly. But your risk assessment is like bread. As soon as you put it out, it starts to go stale. Your risks are happening right now. Not in some risk assessment that's written on a piece of paper that is really useless the minute that you finish doing it. Risks are live. Risk are happening right now, so trusting your gut sometimes help you, helps you to better manage risk. The second thing is, trusting your gut gets better over time, and I don't mean like wine. When you get old, you get better. I mean the more the more experiences you have, you start to get a little better about identifying risk. Let me tell you a story about something that happened last place I worked, I was the chief auditor for a university and I inherited an audit staff and I inherited some processes that to me I thought were strange. One of them was my auditors would go in every year and they would help audit bookstore inventory. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, this is weird. I mean, it's just goods that you count. If you can count the 10, you can do inventory. So I started asking my people, why are we doing this every year? I don't know. Management asked us to do it. Okay, something's not right here. So I asked, management, why are we doing this every year? And what they told me was that the inventory counts were wrong every year, and that the auditors recounting it gave some assurance that everything was right. Now there's so much wrong with that statement. If it's wrong every year, why don't we fix the root cause of the problem? So here's what I did. The first year, I went in and I said, eh, I'm just gonna look around and I observed. That's all I did was observe the second year. I said, "Okay, I'm going to go in and start asking questions. So I went in and I started asking questions. And I'm going to keep a long story short. I walked into the back room and I saw a bunch of inventory wrapped in um, plastic wrap. That didn't make sense to me. So I walked over to that stuff and I ran my finger across it and came up with a whole crap load of dust. Now, anybody who's ever been in any kind of retail industry stuff shouldn't have dust in your back room now i'll keep a long story short here what we discovered was that there was a lot of inventory that should have been written off there were some things happening that should not have been happening and at the end of the day the company had to write off over a million dollars in inventory that should not have been there but that was all because first i had a gut instinct why were my people actually reviewing bookstore inventory That didn't make any sense to me. Secondly, when I walked in, I looked in the back room. Why is there inventory wrapped in shrink wrap? That doesn't make any sense to me. And when I did the dust test, well, it led us to uncover some things that were bad. You have to trust your gut. Your gut gets better over time. Now, here's my third point about trusting your gut, though. Unfortunately, there is no checklist for trusting your gut. So, if you are a checklist auditor, get out of the field. If you need a checklist to do everything, find someplace else to work because you're making the rest of us look bad. Or, if you're a checklist auditor right now and you want to do better, just attend some training by people like me. You can attend training by my partner Joe Irving. You can attend training from Kelly Paxton. You can listen to all of Trent's podcast. You can listen to all of my podcasts. and My buddy, John Tabor, who does the Audit 15, as well as the Audit Duel, take a listen to some of his stuff. You're guaranteed to get better at what you do. All right. Now, Doreen says, usually your gut gives you the right answer. And so on, so on, wait, you and Doreen are having this side conversation here. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) She says, Doreen, I know, right? There'd be so many people wanting to read them, including me. Wait, read what? What did I miss? Oh, oh, Doreen is saying she loves my stories. I should combine them in a book. (laughs) You know what? I probably should at some point. You're right. You're right. I probably should. I probably should. All right. So listen. We're almost done here. We got a few more points. But today, episode 32 of Audit Bites. Sometimes you must trust your gut. Let's go through some of our points. Number one, trusting your gut helps you better manage relevant risks. I just gave you a tangible example of how trusting my gut actually helped me out at an organization. Secondly, trusting your gut gets better with time. That doesn't mean that you have to get old. It just means get some experience do things put yourself out there the third point that i had was there's no checklist for trusting your gut now again i don't say this to be mean but if you need a checklist to do audits please get out of our profession we need people who are free thinkers as well as people who understand data people who can combine the two to actually help our organizations now my fourth point is trusting your gut might i said might here might get you into trouble at some point it will get you into trouble Because when you learn to trust your gut, you're going to bring about you're going to you're going to discover things that some people may not like. Here's the other thing. Your gut is not always right. So you might actually make some false accusations. Hopefully you won't. Hopefully you'll do adequate due diligence before you actually bring things to light. But you might be wrong when you trust your gut. But here's the thing. You got to be willing to take a chance at being wrong. So you might be wrong. Then again, when you trust your gut, you might be right. And when you are right, you may make some people in your organization mad and they may turn on you. We've talked a lot about how whistleblowers are treated at organizations. So trusting your gut might get you into trouble. It might get you into trouble because you might be wrong. Or it might get you into trouble because you might be right. (laughs) Either way, trusting your gut can get you into trouble. Now, Lisa says, so basically you're a nosy auditor. Yes, that is the job. That is what they pay us to do. They pay us to be nosy. They pay us. Okay. I'm only half, I'm oversimplifying it, but a part of the job is to be somewhat nosy. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So now, what was my last point? Lisa got me off track calling me nosy. Yeah, I'm nosy. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. So trusting your gut might get you into trouble. That was the fourth point. Now, before we get to the fifth point, listen, auditors, I think that we are some really cool people and I think we do some cool things. So I told you about my book and I told you about the Auditor Exchange Network that you need to join. The next thing I'm going to tell you about is the fraud retreat. Yes, fraud and retreat. Those two words do sound funny together, but my friend Joe Irvin is doing a fraud retreat. It's coming up in August, and it's where we're talking about all things related to fraud. This is not a how-to conference for those criminals out there listening. It's more like a how to prevent, how to detect, how to investigate, how to navigate, Go to FraudRetreat.com if you want to find out more information about that. I highly recommend this conference, Uh, not only because Joe is doing it, but because, well, I'm presenting there, right? So back to this. The fifth thing about trusting your gut. Trusting your gut might keep your company out of trouble. Trusting your gut might keep your company out of trouble. Listen. No one ever said that our job is easy because I know you're probably thinking I just said some things that, that are diametrically opposed to one another. And yes, I did. Trusting your gut might get you into trouble was number four. But yet trusting your gut might keep your company out of trouble. So what does that mean for us as auditors? That means that we have to put on our curiosity hat. As Sona was saying, so much to be said for being curious. Yes. Yes we have to put on our curiosity hat. Assessing risk is a thing that we do. It is important. It is extremely important that we look at factual evidence, but it is also important that we listen to our gut instinct. Notice, I didn't say react based on our gut instinct. We have to listen to our gut instincts because it could lead us in another direction it could lead us in another direction all right so episode number 32 of audit bites sometimes you must trust your gut don't forget the auditor exchange network over here go to uh, go to auditorexchange.com to join the network and before we go let's talk about why you should trust your gut and the ramifications of it number one it leads to better management of relevant risk number two your gut gets better with time some of you think i get emails from people all the time saying i'm new in the profession i'm not sure if i have much value to add you have life experience so you have a lot to add and it will only get better and better over time as you get audit experience. Third thing is there is no checklist for trusting your gut, so if you are a checklist auditor, do better. Fourth thing is trusting your gut might get you into trouble, but you still need to trust it on certain instances. And the fourth thing is trusting your gut might keep your company out of trouble. I just gave you a tangible example from years back in my career. If you missed that, Go back and listen to the episode or watch it if you really want to see it. I have several other examples, but, yeah, you know, we'll save those when you come to some of my training courses. By the way, speaking of my training courses, check out my website, that auditguy.com, to get some really good training courses. So now I want to thank you all for joining me on this episode. You all were a little quiet today. So thank you for joining me. Go. To the Apple Podcast Store. Download, subscribe, follow, give us a five-star review. I think we're worth it, don't you? And we will see you next episode. Thank you for watching this episode of Audit Bites. If you receive value from this podcast, do us a favor. First, tell other auditors. Second, give us a five-star review. And finally, talk to Robert about training your auditors. Our contact information is on our website, www.thatauditguy.com. It's also where you will find our course catalog, on-demand courses, a kickbutt blog, other podcasts, Robert's best-selling books, and last but not least, audit merch. That's right, we have audit hats, shirts, mugs, and more. Thanks for watching and listening. See you next episode.